listeners of the Need Chronicle Sport podcast, Talk a Good Game. I'm Fergal Lynch, and I'm joined again in studio by Jimmy Gagan. Jimmy, very welcome. Hi, Fergal. How are you? I'm good, Jimmy. These weeks are fairly flying round. We want to start off with an apology for last week. We uh, we had a bit of a, a technical malfunction. We actually recorded or spoke for 52 or 53 minutes on a podcast and uh, covered some very controversial stuff, a lot of uh, very controversial comments made by both of us but then when we went to check the um, the audio it turns out that less than 20 minutes of it had been recorded so it was a waste of our time Jimmy really last week yeah we're talking away to the ether Fergal maybe that's the way we <laughs> it happens most weeks maybe but uh, yeah, the conversation yeah, was going on that long yeah. we were nearly talking till Easter never mind, oh, the mind we, did, we did sort of hit on some interesting topics well we, well, we thought they were interesting anyway yeah. and the, the cost of yeah, one of those things was that that cost of um, that cost of going to games, and and it was part of uh, part form part of the column that I did in the paper last week about you know why are why are the attendances at games uh, dipping probably to what they used to be, and uh, we, like we all we both recall the time that when they lowered the gate prices to five euros, that there seemed to be an in t- uh, or sorry an uptake in attendance and there was definitely an increase um in gate receipts at the end of that year when it turned out that the the uh or when they lowered the price into a fiver. I think you were at games in, in Partholgen yesterday and on Saturday. Uh you were worked to the bone this weekend, Jimmy, I suppose. But uh intermediate hurling quarter final and senior hurling uh, quarter final double headers 15 quid 15 quid in yes uh, they're 15 quid for the quarter finals and finals and uh, it's expensive t- t- ten, Jimmy 10 euro for you know um, OAPs and uh, students and so on so yeah it's looking expensive well, we were as I say you, you made reference to last week's conversation Fergal and we were saying you were saying that maybe it'd be better if they reduced the prices but my contention is that you know for the club championship match in club, in club grounds it was 10 euro and you wanted them down to five euro but my contention is that the cost of living is rising for clubs as well as individuals they have to pay electricity bills you know i was at screen for example and the floodlights were on from the very start for their match uh gail Colin kills against her taught in the senior football championship so i mean you know that costs screen a certain amount of money it's going to cost them more money the way electricity prices are going so you know yeah, the, the, I, I think i think you know okay 10 euro is is that really too much for, so maybe we, for some we had a couple of different elements on that in terms of ticket prices and what we were saying was that um first of all maybe part of the reason why crowds are, are dwindling were dwindling a little bit they seem to have picked up the last couple of weeks was that there it, you need to have a ticket now to go to games which means you have to download go download a ticket on your phone um and presented at the gate before gaining entry. Now I know there's some places that you can turn up with cash, and probably some some gates might prefer to do that. Some clubs might prefer to do that because it means then yeah. that they can maybe hold on to a little bit of the cash for themselves rather than sending it back into the county board, and that goes to the club. And I can see the value in that, and I certainly wouldn't blame a club for doing that. But one of the downside, or a couple of the downsides of these downloading these tickets, is one. 
not everybody is technologically minded that they they have a smartphone or know how to do it. I know you can say, well, they can learn, but you know, if an older guy or an older woman decides, you know, geez, I'd like to tip up to the to the local GA pitch and go and watch my club play, I have to download. How do I do that? I haven't got anybody around me. I haven't got my bank details at hand to be well, able to buy I, the I ticket. Think the grounds are still can still accept money, of course. Yeah, well, that's yeah. what we're saying, and, and yeah, it is. But that's the but that model. They're trying to get away from that model. Yeah, well, and the other quiet. thing. Is. So this company that, that me GA use, uh, I'm, I'm sure maybe other GA county boards use it or other organisations use it as well to sell their tickets, they take a 7% charge. So yeah, for, every, for every €10 Euro that, that you've paid in to go and watch Kentucky against uh, Kiline or for 15 quid it was at the weekend, or but if you paid a tenner in, 70 cent of that is going to a company that has got absolutely nothing to do with the GA other than just providing a service to offer tickets. Um, and that's it, mightn't sound like a whole lot, but it's 70 cent less that's going into, as you said, the rising costs of, of turning on the floodlights, of keeping the water hot for the showers for the players, of, of providing tea and sandwiches for the referees at half time, mm. um, all keeping, keeping the grass cut, marking the lines, everything is going up in price. Um, so to be well, to be handing out ten percent of all your ticket sales to a an outside company to me just seems ridiculous. Um, but I'm sure people will come back and say, well, how else are we meant to do it? I'm just not sure that this ticketing system at club games especially works. I can understand the logic of it at county games where there might be limited or restricted attendance and they want to have a good idea of who's coming and so that they can steward it properly. But ticket club yeah, games. It's, it's obviously needed because uh, the old system of uh, people accepting money at gates is... Well, it's it's it doesn't uh, allow for accurate accounting, does it? You know, and no, uh, no. so okay, but yeah, you have to allow for people who are not uh, IT savvy and so on. But they are they are phasing it out. In fairness, yeah. on a on a, on a phased basis, we we'll put it that way. But um, you know, as you know, there's a friend of ours who uh, was up in Crow Park there during the summer, and he was um, wasn't too happy at having to pay. You know, forty euros for a couple of burgers and for his yeah, his a couple of kids' meals. Like, yeah, yeah, he was uh, up at the ladies' all Ireland final. But and, I mean, and that's you know, that's the cost. You know, I mean, you were at um, yeah, at a little bit hoarse. You might, you might have heard those roaring and bawling uh, Car Brooks last night. Great pay- show, unbelievable show. Seven quid for a bottle of Cardsburg for a plastic bottle of Cardsburg. Seven quid. Right. Yeah. Holy Jesus! It was like. Uh, I don't know how much it was for burgers or chips or anything like that, but I think I think I saw a deal on it. It was like burger, chips, and maybe two bottles of beer, mm. twenty five quid. You'd like to know how much of that goes to the GA because actually, I'm uh, sure none of it. Their their facilities they're using. Yeah, you know? no, these are these are uh, units that are let out to you know, rented out to catering companies, and they come in and they provide that service. Yeah, the but GA the, get their rent of yeah. them. That'd be it. But seven quid for a bottle of beer. Thank God I was driving. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, <laughs> you know, yes. So yeah. I, I had no. I, you know, I don't have. You wouldn't drink and drive. Um. So I wasn't buying them. Well, I did buy them, but not for myself. But seven quid was just phenomenal, and uh, you see, I had an example on Twitter a few weeks ago of um, it's the same all over the world. So it was in the London Stadium, West Ham's home ground, mm. and it was like three fifty for a Kit Kat, mm. you know, eight quid for a hot dog. 
that you know they're just going to alienate people going to sporting events. But add it, Fergal, because you know you try and get a ticket then for that West Ham match or whatever a Tottenham game is impossible. No, and for those grounds you'll get tickets. Handy will you enough. know? Yeah, for, yeah. for a West Ham game. Ah, you would, yeah. yeah. Gosh, I remember being in London a few times now trying to get tickets for Premiership matches and uh, Premier League games, and it was very, very difficult. Um, ended up going to see Shrewsbury Town and, uh, against um, Brentford yeah, back well, in the day. But, um, this is long before Brentford. Well, I was it's over- only about six, seven years ago before Brentford became big time. But yeah, well, I was over a few years ago for the um, when Mead were playing London in the Christie Ring Cup, and I thought to myself, oh, I now know Arsenal were playing at home. I think they were playing Norwich. And it wouldn't be an Arsenal supporter, but I said it'd be a nice occasion. I'll go down. I looked up the price of tickets; were a hundred quid, right? A hundred pound for a ticket. And I said, "Do you know what? Late Orient are playing down in Brisbane Road. I'll tip down to Late Orient. It was like twelve quid. Twelve. Twelve pound. Yeah, twelve yeah. quid into Late Orient against Mansfield. I know, yeah. and I know straight away the GA heads are going to be saying, "You're complaining there a minute ago that it was a tenner into a game for a club, but this was a one-off match day experience. Mm. If I want to go and support my club, uh, Trim, and they're playing." Uh, two games in a football championship and maybe a minor game or an underage game as well you, know, it, you could then easily spend 40-50 quid a week going to support your local club at games yeah. I just think that we, we mentioned last week the, if the option was there was to buy a weekend pass that would get you into you know 20 quid would get you into as many games over the Possibly weekend as you wanted like that, yeah, yeah. to a Sunday yeah. that's a good to a idea Monday. yeah but, but clubs need the funds and we have to be you know the, the showers have to be kept warm yeah. and so and on and there is so. the GA season ticket option at the beginning of the year which uh, people in Mead are very slow to uptake like Dublin Mayo they're always sold out every year that's I, for the inter- for the county team as yeah well. but you can upgrade that to, it will get you access for your club as well mm. um, and they're they're phenomenal value unbelievable value does and I'm just amazed that more people don't take it because I think I think there's like 1500 or 2000 available in every county you know, 2,000 season tickets that you can get because you're guaranteed if your club, if your county gets to an All-Ireland final, you're guaranteed an All-Ireland final ticket. And uh, so that's why the likes of Mayo and Dublin were buying, selling out every year. But you also get uh, entry to the first game of the championship with that, plus all the National League games. And if you buy it with the, uh, with the club element to it, you get entry into your club games as well. Yeah, I think the uptake in Mead is only something like a couple of hundred. Right. Well, at the that, most. That, that would probably change if we do well, and uh, you know. Yeah, yeah, there's, probably there's a, would. There's would. skepticism about how well the, the county team would, would would have done. There's only two thousand, did you say, in each county? As far as I'm aware, there's only yeah, 50, maybe less fifteen hundred to two thousand season mm-hmm. tickets available. Like they can't just sell thirty thousand because they have to obviously. Um, they can only promise a certain amount of All-Ireland final tickets to supporting clubs or to, to the season ticket holders. Mm. But uh, look, it is an ongoing issue and we're all aware of um, the economic problems and the cost of living issues that are out there at the minute. And my fear is that people would say, you know, oh, Jesus, I can't afford, I, I can maybe go to one game this weekend or maybe I can't afford to go to a game this weekend because I have to put heat and oil into my tank. I have to pay my ESB bill. I have to put food on the table. And uh, I'd just be afraid of... uh, I know what you're saying. The GA clubs need to run as well. And some of these GA clubs are massive uh, in terms of huge clubhouses that need to be heated and the lights kept on in them. Um, But it's just... I'm not sure that the money they get from gate receipts is the thing that keeps all that going. I just think that... uh, I think if you make things cheaper... 
more people will come to games mm-hmm. whereas a 10 like that's 15 quid for I know it's a double header again I'm harping back to that it was a senior hurling and intermediate hurling quarterfinals it's going to be 25 quid isn't it for the finals I guess so the way they're going yeah yeah you'd imagine so 15 20 anyway at least but well, it's 15 euro for the semi-finals and so you'd imagine another tip five or at least yeah, yeah probably probably yeah. 25 yeah so that's a, a husband and wife and, and two kids want to go you're not going to come out yeah. come out of a day at a county final for, yeah. for mud, and by the time you buy a programme and maybe a bag of chips and it's like it's 100 quid 25 might be just pushing a little bit all right you know for, yeah. for a final in these days of the cost of living but look, prices rolling along we're on our way so to the sports podcast rather than a, an edition of prime time or today tonight we'll, right. we'll move on it's a talk about county finals coming up so we're a step closer to knowing who our senior hurling championship finalists will be we know trim and kiltail were in the semi-finals they were awaiting the winners of the weekend's quarterfinals jimmy you had the pleasure of covering both games on uh, saturday you had um First up, you had the uh, uh, and uh, well, in the senior, we're taught in Killine, uh, yeah, and uh, in, in the intermediate, with Dunderry against Gail Colin Kills, that was a curtain raiser. So, in the you know? so, yeah, we had Ratot and Killine on Saturday, and it was Ratot who won by 123 to Killine's 11 points. Um, just reading your match report there, Jimmy, you're normally a very positive. Uh, you always like to see the positive in things, but it was yeah. difficult to see a lot of positives from this yeah, game. Yeah, you do. But, but uh, because, look, I, I, I load it, it criticising players or referees or anything, because after all, at the end of the day, they're doing this for nothing. It's a different story in the Premier League where they're getting huge sums. Even referees, I presume, are getting massive amounts of money these days for what to do. So, But, yeah, I mean, but, you know, if you paid, if you did pay the €15 Euro in, for the Ratoat Kaline match now, you would be wondering, well, should I have done it? Well, I asked for my money back because yeah. it, it wasn't it wasn't a, a quality game in any way. It was very stop start, slow moving, and uh, you know, which just, is disappointing because there would be a lot expected from Ratoat in terms of being genuine senior hurling contenders. Kaline, you can understand. Their ambitions were to top Group B, get into Group A for next yeah, year. So then. for them, this was bonus territory. But they were disappointing, Jimmy. Yeah, they just didn't get moving. Like this is one of the things with with teams. Like you know, a manager you might spend weeks of players as well working hard for a match. You look at the opposition. You look at the matchups. You you work out the tactics, the best tactics. Everything it looks great. You work, you go down early, warm up. Then the game starts and nothing happens. Yeah, you know, it's the best laid plans of men and mice. Well, exactly, something like that. Yeah, exactly. It just doesn't happen. And I mean, that ha- it's it's frequently uh, occurs in sports. So why it's a mystery, isn't it? Why are you mysteries in sport? Because it is, but it's also re- it's also one of the joys of sport. Because if everything went according to plan and the way every manager plans it you wouldn't have contests because you know everybody plans to shut down an opposition from scoring. Uh, and then maybe hit somebody on a break or yeah well that you know, was so it, you work out those tactics beforehand everything then. can be very structured yeah but and that's probably the joy of sport is that you know you can make all the plans once that first whistle goes those plans go out the window for a lot of teams and it's just yeah, let's right, try and yeah. win the game but yeah and you wonder what uh, I mean if you're a manager on the sideline like that and you well you you've managed teams uh, if you're if you're looking and you <laughs> you know nothing is happening yeah the, the whole plan is gone out the window and uh, you know it, but uh, I think it just something that affected players this was a step up for Kaline yeah uh, and look, we had amazing you know, even played marquee top 
quality players like Adam Gannon, uh, Mikey Mullen, did they, they were taken off at you know in the second half? Maybe they maybe they took some knocks. They looked all fine going off, but um, they just didn't perform either. You know, so Justin Coyne as well, other players that you would you know talented, very talented young players, just didn't happen for them. And um, but Ratot, you know, they, uh, they haven't played very well. They're a bit like a dock in this year's championship. They're one of these teams who haven't been playing very well. We'll but, get to kill dock. But they're worry. still there. They're still hanging in there. And, you know... So they play Kiltail in the semi-final. Kiltail, yeah. Now, what, what's the chances? Well, uh, Briefly, because we will again, talk about again, it next week. Again, you never week. know. Because... Yeah, it's just... I would go for Kiltail, obviously, because they've been playing so well. Yeah. But... Uh, Retort could, could shine, could spark in that day. Yeah. yeah but, uh, you'd have to go for Kiltail, though. Uh, the other then um, they didn't put up the result of the other game uh, on the media website but uh, the other quarter final was between Kildalki and Kilmessen it was off the top of my head Kildalki 2-13 Kilmessen 1-11 yes yeah, uh, yeah. 5 point win for Kildalki on paper 5 point uh, win Kildalki 2-15 sorry, sorry no, that was the uh, that was the, uh, the, the intermediate match yes yeah, right, 2-13 2-13 to 1-11 yeah. so on paper you know, the champions beating the team to finish second in Group A by only five points doesn't sound great, but what were Kildalki like? Yeah, Kildalki were, were played well in patches. Again, as I said, they're a team that haven't been playing that well up to this stage, but... Uh, they didn't, you know, they, they, st- they started off quite quite well. Well, they didn't start off very well. Kilmessen went into a, an early lead. They were 1-4 to no score up after, you know, very earlier on. And uh, Kadoki eventually got going uh, and, and overtook them in the second half. But Kilmessen, you know, will, will they'll be kicking themselves this week, Fergal, because uh, they had nine wides in the second half for very scorable chances. And that, it's, it's, that's a statistic that should worry Kadoki as well, you know, because yeah. uh, it, it would have been obviously very closer, a lot closer if they'd uh, been a bit more accurate. But, uh, but Kadoki you, played well. You mentioned there, patches. you mentioned, uh, you know, similarly to Ratolt, they're not playing well, but they're still there. So, still you know, there. they weren't so, great against Nafina. They were, oh, sorry, they were okay against Nafina. They were very fortunate against Dunboyne. Um, they were beaten by Trim. Uh, eventually they, they stuck with Trim for 40 odd minutes and then yeah. died away um, but they're hanging in there Kildalki and it's yeah, a real market <laughs> champions well it's a sign of a good team isn't it to say if, if you play poorly and yet you win the game uh, you know we, with Nicky Potter and one of the memorable, oh, playing uh, super stuff yeah he did a memorable goal yesterday a brilliant individual yeah. goal you know it's, well it wasn't actually individual it was well worked up the field but he finished it with tremendous uh, power and uh, pace you know running through the defence before finishing it to the net yeah he's a classy yeah. hurler isn't yeah, he? he really he is, is. and, he, yeah. and he's, he's now added another dimension to his game that he's a marksman and he missed one or two yesterday but nearly everybody did but uh, you know he's, he's um, one of these uh, guys who can score from almost any distance yeah, when, he, when he has the radars uh, the radar switched on we were we were actually remarking on that before we come in and saying that Kildalki haven't had you know Paddy Keneally has been out injured he came back mm. from injury played at the weekend came on 
But uh, Paddy Keneally's been out injured. Conor Kearney, who I think was man of the match in the senior hurling final last year, would I be right in saying well, that? Or yeah, definitely yeah, has been man of the big, match. Big and now stand-up player is only on the intermediate team. Yeah. Um, and that's uh, probably probably down to a number of factors. But they're not missing his free-taking because Nicky Potterton has just stood up and has it has basically been the man for, for Kildalki this year. Well, this is part of the phenomenon, which is Kildalki Orange Club at the moment. Now, I know I'm from Kildalki, so I'll be accused of... of um, Maybe you won't be accused of anything, Jimmy. You'll be all right. them too much, but uh, look, they've got three, they've three adult teams, haven't they? You know, yeah. three, senior, intermediate, junior. You know, and um, they're tremendous. You know, there's some like t- t- about twelve or fifteen substitutes yesterday on their team, on an intermediate team. So you know, the, the strength and the, the amount of players they're bringing through the system there is fabulous and uh, for a small village yeah, I believe amazing. That, you know, they're, they're developing plans as place as well which a lot of clubs have but yeah, you know yeah. whenever they get finished uh, who knows but um, you know they're an ambitious club moving forward all the time they're developing the ground there um, so certainly um, yeah they, they could still win the, the Jubilee Cup again further. Yeah, and, and as you said very strong huge strength and depth and that was borne out in the fact that they won the Intermediate quarter final beating Kilskir Moyle two fifteen to two ten. Yes, uh, so, two you know, ten. briefly and, and they will go on now. Um and I think Kildaki will play Ratman Line in the intermediate hurling semi final. And in the other intermediate hurling quarter final it was Dunderry who edged out Gail Colin Kill three thirteen to one sixteen. Uh Dunderry will play Drum their old adversaries uh, couple of good intermediate quarterfinals there Jimmy you, yeah, you were at them as well they're actually good games Fergal. very entertaining matches probably nearly more so than the senior games well uh, well, at least uh, well, certainly the Dunderry Gale Conn Kill was, was more entertaining than, than the, the game that Rathod it sounds like paint drying was more entertaining <laughs> than Rathod well it wasn't it wasn't the best let's put it that way and uh, certainly yeah, Dunderry Gale Conn Kill Dunderry had lost to Drumree in their last group match and they, they made a terrible start in that game but they, they made a good start in this, this match they were in Luke Martin Great player, you know he's he's emerging every yeah, every yeah, game yeah. now, and he's he's uh, got a hat full of points there yesterday again from free, and uh, you know he creates a lot as well. But they've got other players as well that are very good, and uh, Gilcon Kill really did did make a strong challenge, but you know it's just wasn't the, the, we just couldn't overcome Dunderry this time. Just, they, they took an early lead and they, they just held on to it there. So if so you're all, uh, all well for them. If you're Shersha Bulfin and you're. Uh, you're out and about. You're seeing plenty of good young talent out there, Jimmy. Yeah, I think like like um, the football. There's there's plenty of talent out there, and and it's Harlan is is the same. It's the problem is with Harlan is getting them in to play for the county because this has been a problem in the last couple of years. An awful lot of players have been asked in, but they're not turning up for the county. They just don't see it as attractive enough. And um, you know there was once a time, you, you know. Mead hurlers, if you if you got a place in the county, you treasured it, and uh, the jersey was something that you fought for and you worked hard to get. But then um, a lot of players haven't turned up in recent years, and I know that is is you know is it has been a problem. So let's hope Sergio Bolfin. You know he's he's a he's a very professional. Shall we word use that word yeah. in terms of preparing teams and. Uh, you know he will bring a, a very thorough uh, setup. Well, I, I know Nick Weir had as well, but he'll, he'll, some he'll, players just weren't interested. He'll leave no stone unturned, and that's for sure. Um, next week, Jimmy, the attention turns to the football quarterfinals, and finally we get there. Um, it's been I won't say it's been a long journey because it's kind of been every second week and it's slipped on, but remarkably, 
we started the senior football championship with 16 teams and uh, we still have 16 teams <laughs> at the yeah. end of the group stages yeah, but yeah. for eight of those teams they've got uh, Relegation. Big look, looking forward to, to staying in the race for the Keegan Cup but for eight others there's the possibility mm. of relegation um, we'll just have a quick fly through the, the relegation playoffs um, starting the, the first game of the relegation playoffs is next Saturday um, at five o'clock in Sanchestown where St. Colin Kills will play Curraha Um it's not looking good for Curraha. They were they were well beaten in all their games in the group. Uh, they finished bottom of the group um, with a scoring difference of minus twenty seven from the three games, which suggests they're losing get losing games by nine points. You know, okay, yeah. they were they probably marginally closer. They only lost in Avonmouthies by three, but they were uh, well beaten in the other games, beaten by sixteen points by Trim, and beaten by eight points by Manalvi. So. It's it's going to be a tough one against St. Colum Kills. St. Colum Kills were unlucky to miss out uh, on a place. Yeah, it's hard to say unlucky, but you know they they were in the possibility of qualifying for the quarterfinals. They're, they're a team with a lot of good young players coming up. They have a great management team, Sean yeah. Sean uh, Barry and uh, Sean Kelly. You know, uh, uh, but Curaha, yeah, I think one of the rural clubs that just possibly uh, yeah, yeah, their way have been for some years struggling, but in the past they've come up with big results in this relegation in yeah, the past and uh, I'm not saying they won't do it yet but I can't see them beating St. Colum Kills on Saturday night no I can't Saturday either evening. Uh, I can't either uh, yeah. and, and then we have three more relegation playoffs um, so the losers of these relegation quarterfinals go into relegation semi-finals the losers of those semi-finals will play in a relegation final with only one team going down in the senior so we'll just fly through the fixtures rather than going through everything here so you've done more Ashburn uh, v Sentencetown at 12 o'clock on Sunday in Donore you would imagine Dunmore Ashburn would be too strong for Sentencetown there Jimmy Dunmore Ashburn against Sentencetown Town. Well, would you, Fergal? It's uh, Dunmore Ashburn haven't exactly been setting the uh, the world alight either. This, no, Town uh, beats in Colin uh, Kills in yeah, the first round. Yeah, so I don't know. That one could go right. In, that could be a very close one. And oh yeah, I'm going yeah. for Sentencetown now. I, I found my predictions this year, and people would say he's an idiot. He doesn't know what he's talking about, which is probably true. But. Um, um, the amount of predictions that you've got wrong. Too harsh on yourself there. The amount right. of predictions that we've that I've got wrong in the football championships this year because of and, and it's not through a, a lack of knowledge or anything like that. It's just with surprise results. It's too, you, you don't expect them. And the football championship in Mead is so tight. And you can see it in the fact that we look at another relegation playoff here. Two, you know, Banabraki against Simonstown and Navadmanis against Dunboyne. Who would ever have predicted that? St. Colin Kills, Dunhamore, Ashburn, Simonstown and St. Peter's would all be involved in relegation playoffs. Yeah, well, I suppose it's, as you say, the great thing about sport, isn't it? That the unexpected is always down there. Yeah, like Dunboyne beat the finalists last now, year. We knew that they were struggling. Yeah, we knew, yeah, Navanamani's Curaha, uh, maybe to a lesser extent, Banabraki and Sanchestown, you could, you know, the difficult groups they were in, um, you could understand how they were going to be embroiled in this sort of a situation um, but to see Dunboyne who were in the final last year Simonstown who are two in a row winners not so long ago 
uh, Donham or Ashburn who are you know perennial uh, contenders they're always knocking on the door semi-finalists last year as well all in relegation playoffs it's just mm. crazy but Donham that, that Dunboyne is, is situation is amazing you know and yeah. Hurling as well uh, we, we mentioned it last week that, that talk that went out to the Eater Eater Fergalus yeah. um, you know no, nobody no, Nobody who, could, yeah, it's hard, it's hard to put your finger on. Yeah, yeah. It's just so, hard to put your finger on because you look at the Dunboyne players and again, it feels like we're repeating ourselves because we did mention this on that podcast. It never happened last week. When you look at players like Stuart Lowndes, uh, Niall Jones, Ronan Jones, Dar- Donald Lenehan, uh, Cahill Lacey, you know, you, you can go through them, Gavin McCoy, you can go through the Dunboyne team and say, these are really serious Keegan Cup contenders. But next right. Sunday at half six in screen, they're fighting for their lives against Navin Amatnys who are, who are, are boosted improving. by definitely improving and are boosted by their their only win so far this year over Curahad. They, yeah. They'll be they'll fancy their chances on the evidence of the last two games Absolutely. because St. Peter's Stumbine were quite frankly dreadful against uh Banlebracki in their last group game. I know it was a nothing game, had nothing to play for, but they were dreadful and if they try to tell us otherwise they're fooling themselves and the management certainly aren't fooled because if you heard the bollock and they got at half time from, yeah. from their manager but I, does that, we does, were, I often hear managers giving team bollock and, and I, have to, I have to cringe because I think you know do do players respond to that well uh, probably have, not no just, some players don't some players thing. don't but uh, my my reason for mentioning the bollock was the frustration of the management in that he was looking at players who are clearly obviously talented players and it, it just wasn't working it just yeah. wasn't happening that something they needed something they needed some sort of a spark and that management obviously thought well, to kick up the hole is the spark they're going to need no point going in patting them on the back telling them you're great lads and fair play to you you're doing your best but he tried to give them the, the kick up the hole but well, of course Sean and Boyle now done boy man um, one of his great greatest qualities possibly was the fact that he gave teams confidence. He didn't bollock players. He never gave them a bollock. And he would point out maybe the mistakes and so on. I'm just, uh, you know, but uh, uh, but that's, that's yeah. that, that goes back a little bit to our original question. Uh, how What happens teams when you send them out? You think that... Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. They cross think, that white line. And, yeah. Yeah, I, I find it amazing. You can work on stuff all week at training and you can try to tell people, look, I want you to do this, I want you to do that. And it's like they cross that white line and whatever you just put in one ear just floats out the other ear and they just do what they want anyway. Mm. Um, but, yeah. the, but that's a discipline thing. Uh, where if players are disciplined and they know what their job is, <laughs> well, I, they, they'll, stick to, they'll stick to their pro- processes, as I use my air quotes again. Uh, I don't like using that word, the second processes, but they know their role in the team. They know their strength, what they have to bring to the team. And if everybody does their job, that will get you over the winning line. That hasn't happened for St. Peter's this year. Well, I've seen uh, coaches, you know, uh, talk to teams and give them detailed discussions, even at college level, detailed instructions rather. And I just thinking, you know, in the helter skelter of a football match, who's going to? It's 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 instinct. It's uh, it's instinct. It's what you've done repeat repeatedly in training. 
that will will uh, come out in, in the uh, in the match in the yeah well, in, the, in the white heat of football in a football or hurling game. Some of the head coaches that are, if you read any coaching manual or not manuals or memoirs or, or listen to interviews with some of the best coaches in the world, they'd say you cannot feed the players any more than maybe three snippets of information. After Even that, they lose it. Yeah, you know Even that. Get here, do this. You need to do that. You need to do that. If you go over those three snippets, it's gone from their head because they're trying to recover. Mm-hmm. Especially if it's at halftime, they're trying to recover their bodies, get themselves ready for the second half of battle. They're trying to focus themselves on what they need to do. But if you feed them with too much information, it can just lead well, to cross it does, wires it does, all over work. the place. It doesn't work. Um, Jack Charlton used to do that. Like he yeah. used to, yeah, he was the same. You know, um, so it was it was just repetitive and what you, what you do in training. Yeah, yeah, uh, and then repeat that automatically. Anyway. St. Peter's Dunboyne will have a tricky against Navin Manny's in that one. Um, well, go for Manny's. Yeah, yeah. Do you know what? On the basis of the last two performances, and again, my uh, my predictions are Jesus. They really are toss of the coin at this stage. But I wouldn't argue against Manny's. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and uh, the final one then is Banabraki against Simonstown it's at 3 o'clock in Trim on Sunday as well like Simonstown mm. are another club in disarray just nothing going right for them mm. um, I know the, the new Mead manager obviously Colm O'Rourke uh, still in charge with them for the uh, for the rest of this campaign but they've they've shipped some very very heavy scores and heavy defeats in this uh, group now they were in an impossible group with Rattol Gale Colin Gale and Dunmore Ashburn as well but you know to ship a 9 or 4 a 13 point defeat against Dunmore Ashburn mm. in their last game that doesn't augur well <laughs> they were bet by 10 Absolutely. points by Kells yeah. they were bet by okay it was only only eight points against Retoat, but they conceded five sixteen. No, I was going to say. Game. I was going to say this is this is a real six pointer for them. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, <laughs> no, the, no, This is this is uh, look. It's a crucial game for them. Yeah. Van Bracky and uh, again, that's going to be a close one, Fergal. I yeah, can't see another season yeah. team. Well, you know, I won't say well used to because it's only their second year at senior, but mm. uh, they proved last year that they're a tenacious and uh, determined side. We're probably unlucky not to reach the quarterfinals last yeah. year. Yeah, uh, and if they got to the quarterfinals, Lord knows where that would have brought them, because they survived relatively comfortably enough um, in senior in the relegation process, and I think they'll probably survive again this week, whether they'll or this year, whether they'll survive it next week, whether that'll be their their saving grace, uh, I don't know. I think Simonstown and a bit like St Peter's and Bayern, I'm expecting a kick from them, and if that kick comes. They'll be they'll be grand, but if they don't get their act together very quickly, they're going to be in trouble. Well, they have the talent there. So on the the strength of the fact that there's so much talent in the team, I give them just about slight edge over Ban and Bracken that game. Then um, at the other end of the scale, while those eight are going to be fighting for their lives, it's a. Uh, quarterfinal times in the race for the Keegan Cup and we have uh, first up on Saturday at half four in Clannard it's Trim against Nafina on a remarkable journey Trim have been on Jimmy yeah. since the start of last year 33 wins in 35 games 33 and 35 right you it's know so it's missing. a remarkable journey that they're on an All-Ireland final defeat uh, no shame in that no. uh, and also the only other defeat then was a you know, a few days after that All Ireland final defeat, they played Retoat in a Fesh Cup game. So you know, no shame in that one either. They were twenty from twenty one games last year, 
uh, won all the games in the league this year won all the games in the championship this year with a scoring difference of plus 51 or 53 or something and, yeah again three games their success is no secret either for, because they have very good players but also they have a management team who do a lot of research and uh, you know you know they do a lot of breakdown of opponents and so on and that's that's one of the the ways they succeed and yeah, they're well. very, very professional set up, a very you know good organized uh, team. But you can't, you can't have, you can have all that. But if you haven't got the players to back it up, and there's a serious no, crop of outstanding players, and I'd say there's nobody in better form in the county uh, at the minute than Owen O'Connor, who's just been playing outstanding stuff, mm. and must surely have caught the attention of the the county selectors, along with uh, a few other trim lads as well. But there's plenty of quality under the Nafina team too. That lads yeah. going to take a lot of mind and especially attack minders when you look at fellas like Shane Walsh Luke Kelly Connor Downey still been exceptional for them Dan Queenie still playing super football for them um, you have you've just got quality all over the field in midfield Ethan Devine Owen McDonnell uh, into yeah. defence you know Shane Garrity is still you one of the top goalkeepers of up the opposition now here well I don't think there's any any. I know I'm a trim person and and uh, whatever the biases but you can't deny that this is still Trim's first year at senior football they, did, they were in the handiest group uh, with O'Mahony's Coraha and Manalvi and they were impressive coming out of the group but Nafina are a, are a hardened senior team at this stage of course they came up to senior beating Trim in an intermediate final in 2013 or 2012 uh, so they've been there thereabouts been in a couple of senior finals um, so that promises to be a cracking game yeah, a real go good trim, test though. for Trim I know you're talking about Nafina there Fergal but I'm going for Trim I'll go for Trim as well because yeah. I always going to go for my own I'm not going to go against Trim uh, they're my own club and uh, hopefully they, they can get over the line Do it, uh, reward if you want to call it that uh, for the winners of, of that quarterfinal will be a semi-final meeting with either Manalvi or Retoat so uh, that'll be uh, another tough test for either Trim or Nafina on to Sunday then we've got three more quarterfinals at 2 o'clock um, in Partolchen is the meeting of Summerhill and Screen yeah, Summerhill are going really really well in this year's championship they're getting players back from injury Davy Dalton's back from injury Barry Dardis has slowly been reintroduced uh, coming off the back of a, of a long term injury and having very significant impact if Conor Frain back uh, probably one down point it will be the loss of Adam McDonnell who got a red card in the last game of the group stages um, he will be a loss yeah so he'll be a loss a, a promising player uh, one of that minor con- mid minor contingent from a couple of years ago uh, Screen really started the season really really well under new manager Davy Byrne and were really flying it but they finished the league campaign poorly and then started the championship poorly but managed to recover and sneak out of that tough group with, with yeah. one win yeah but they are a very young team right? he's yeah. rebuilding it's, it's like uh, Manny's there it's a rebuilding process and they did extremely considering last year wasn't it last year they were a relegation battle uh, so uh, you know they, they've done very well to get, get, to get into the quarterfinals yeah exception I, young players there as well I don't uh, think they'll win now on no, this match no but good young players yeah coming through and the future does look decent for screen um, and being in a championship quarterfinal will definitely stand to them but you'd have to fancy Summerhill in that one yeah. Um 
at the 4.30 game in Dunshockland on Sunday is between Ratote and Manalvi. Uh, it's hard to see anything other than a Ratote victory here. Manalvi were very disappointing in their loss to Trim in the final group stages. The little caveat on that is that they were without Pora Karnan and Killian O'Sullivan for that game and those two are huge for the team um, so you know it, it's hard to read anything into that result really they will be vastly improved for the game against Retote but will they be good enough to take on to challenge Retote who are simply flying and uh, are worthy favourites for the championship well the great thing about Retote they have got tremendous uh, uh, forward power Yeah. if they get the ball regular supply to their forwards they'll cause serious damage and their midfield no isn't who, too bad either and Dolly McGowan Jack too, Flynn exactly. you know. and no matter who, who that is against yeah, in, in, and I can't see Manali holding it back in this one no definitely not the game of the round the game of the quarter final is in Park Tolchin at 4 o'clock um, on Sunday and it's Champions Wolf Tones uh, against what has been a, a very impressive Gail Colin Kill side so far Gail Colin Kills yes uh, well they were they lost their last uh, game against Retote yeah nothing and, game though well yes it was a nothing game in I theory suppose, but they both I, think went for it for I, I suppose if, they're, if they were thinking you know shite if we had won this game we'd be playing Manalvi in a quarter final and Retote would be playing Wolf Tones yeah, so, I, yeah. well yeah. it was one of those games what what do, does the manager do does he save players but they put, both teams put out a pretty strong team okay they made some changes for, for that game but Gail Column Kill yeah Wolf Tones though are playing very well they are really under uh, Michal and uh, McDermott they are playing very well they're strong with the back they're you know they can, they're a brilliant counter attacking team that's yeah. one of their, their major strengths and they, they, they're extremely fit as well for you know and they like Summerhill you know they're they're growing into the year but Summerhill have been flying sorry I take that back Summerhill have been growing into the year but they're getting players back so Keen Ward um, played a couple of minutes at the end of the St. Colm Kills game and then played a few more minutes uh, last time out um, mm-hmm. against Green so he's getting more and more game time and he's going to be key to how they'll go on but they've they've got great confidence in the fact that they're champions and they're flying they're, they really do look impressive mm-hmm. Thomas O'Reilly is playing great football Sarna Finnegan is a real good threat and a good solid target man Young in there Martin as well. Martin, Martin, an Martin. excellent player uh, Porrick Diamond Alan Callahan in midfield yeah. there, are, there are very few better defenders in the county than Shane Glenn Dan and O'Neill I, I think Michael McDermott has shown the attributes of a, a very good coach with Worth Tones in that he's brought players up to another level yeah. that they weren't there in recent years well I don't know uh, if they weren't they were well, I think, well, I think they, they were Tones. at a high level but he brought them up to another level I think players like uh, uh, Porrick Diamond uh, midfield uh, yeah playing know, exceptional uh, football Stephen Shepherd is uh, playing Stephen brilliant Shepherd. football for Wolf Tones um, as well Keen Ward you know back he's, he's recaptured much of the glory years you know so yeah uh, but Gail Colin Kaler have been motoring well under Luke Dempsey as well you know you can really see yeah, really see the, the development of Jordan Muldoon who was a key man for Mead last year as well he's really become a, a linchpin in their defence and he's, he's one of the key figures Johnny Quigley is another massive defender for them uh, Barry Farley has been a revelation in goals not that they were ever weak in that position but when Justin Carroll Lynch stepped away this year it was probably a position of concern for them but Barry Farley yeah. has stepped up then you you know you still have Matty Seamus Matamo who, who's Matty been injured and, and yeah. in and out of the team a very with injury and Fionn Riley Marty Barrett uh, Brian Hanlon um, they're just a scoring threats mm. all over the field it, it 
this is going to be a classic game. Yeah, this is a game the county board could quite easily charge probably €25 Euro yeah, in for yeah. and people will want to go and see it. That, will, that an, is one not to be missed. So who do you think is going to win, Curtin? Again, oh, Jesus, I don't know. I'm, I'm going to just side with the confidence that Wolf Tones have as being champions. I think that might just stand to them. Um, but I wouldn't be one bit surprised if Gail Gollum Kill win it and go on and win the championship. Yeah, no, I... You know, I, I'm not I, one bit surprised. If it, I actually hope it goes to extra time because okay. the more you get out of this game, I think it's there's going to be that good. There's a reporter, a friend of ours, who describes extra time as the appalling vista. Yeah, it, there is a looming can, appalling can, vista, yeah. It can, yeah. It can um, mess up all sorts of uh, intros and so on. But yeah, no, I'm going for the tones as well in this one. Yeah, I think, I think they I might, think, they might just, I, just about edge it. But it, yeah, look, it's going to be... I think a, it's going to be a cracking game. Yeah. I really do. Um, in the intermediate, Jimmy, we'll just fly through these and we get one word responses because I'm just conscious we're on nearly 45 minutes in here um, or 40 minutes in. Um, Friday night at 8 o'clock, Dulit Bellistown against St. Pat's in Ashburn. Um, Dulit Bellistown under Joe Sheridan uh, has been going, kind of had a little bit of a blip in the group stages where they, they lost one of the games with St. Pat's kind of stormed through the group finishing in second place behind um, Dunchocklin which was to be expected uh, but Delete Bellistown did have a slip up I'm just trying to to find the result there I know they, they surprisingly slipped up in uh, in I think it was their second last game uh, as usual it's the last one I go to check uh, Delete Bellistown well, of course, they lost to Rakeni by a point. No, no, they didn't. They beat Rakeni. No. That made sure that they topped the group ahead of Rakeni. But yeah, they lost to Mead Hill, which was the surprise in the penultimate round of the group. They lost 211 to 111 to Mead Hill. Um, so that might see the, put a little bit of doubt into their mind. But um, it still promises to be a tight game. And I might edge with Delete Bellistown in this one. I would go with that too. Uh, Good man, Jimmy. Move on, Sajun. Move on. Move on. We're agreeing too much this morning. So, yeah, yeah. Well, it's early yet. Yeah. Um, Nobber against Walterstown on Saturday at five o'clock in Kells. First of all, Kells pitch, immaculate. The town pitch. Great to be back playing championship football and the town pitch in Kells. It's one of those throwback great mead GA venues where uh, I, the, old, I, I, the old wall around yeah, yeah the old wall the around it. now the only thing is they've no dugouts um, they used to have the old dugout the, the literally dugout <laughs> into the ground dugouts um, that's a little bit disappointing but uh, it, it's the pitch is immaculate and uh, you know it, it brings you back to the days when Park Tolchin was being redeveloped and the county team used to play um in Kells for those National League games and just brings you back to it's got a lovely atmosphere the trees around I know the trees around the road have been cut down since but it's a lovely atmosphere around there it's a real intimate type of venue with the wall and the, the crowd we, we've been lucky to play a couple of times over there uh, with my team over there a couple of times in recent weeks and the crowd are right on your back mm. and it's it's great atmosphere really makes a great atmosphere um, but Nobber against Waterstown Nobber really you know, not too much was expected from them this year. Lost Jordan Muldoon, of course, to Kings Court Harps. But Sean Mead has been the man. He's stepped up for them. Um, Waterstown were in a little bit of disarray earlier on the year. They lost Mark McConnell as their manager. Um, after getting to a semi-final last year. This is the toss of a coin game as well. 
No, but I think uh, Sean, uh, Sean Mead, yeah, he's been, the report's coming from him, uh, the way he's been playing have been outstanding, yeah. So we go for Nobber, Fergal. We're going for Nobber, I'm actually going, to, I think I'm going to side at Walterstown. No? I know, okay. I know, I know uh, Nobber lost, um, surprisingly, in the last round. Now, again, they were already qualified, so who who knows how intent or how intense their preparation. Going and I'm going to edge for Walterstown this time, yeah, I think so, mm-hmm. I think so. Um the other game on the Saturday, also at five o'clock, this one in Park Tolchin, Dunshotlin against Rakenny. Well, this is the tie around yeah, in the intermediate. Yeah. Um, Dunshotlin, everybody's favourites, of course, mm. and we, we expect Dunshotlin to go on and win the intermediate championship. And this will be their toughest test, I think. Yes, it will. Of course it will, because uh, Rakenny have uh, made a brilliant start. I saw them earlier on playing Belibor, and they were outstanding in, in uh, Dunderry. In, I think it was the first round of the Intermediate yeah, Championship. Was, yeah. Yeah. And uh, they were outstanding that night. Caleb Halligan, uh, you know, uh, terrorised the Belibor defence. And, uh, you know, they looked impressive. But I saw Dunshockton as well. And, and they were very good against Julie Bellistown. Yeah, you know? I've seen Dunshockton a couple of times mightily impressed by them um, wouldn't be out of place in the senior championship no, quarterfinals because, you know, um, definitely yeah. wouldn't do. strong youthful team Luke Mitchell Matt Costello Mitchell, Rory Kinsella like yeah. uh, you know you Connor Gray in midfield you Niall Murphy at centre back they've just got pace and power and physicality and they've got everything going for them to, and the, the, the one problem for them is that they're everybody's favourites to win this intermediate championship yeah but so you look trim were the same know, last got, year and they justified it so I don't you've got to, well, the uh, champions have real champions have got to uh, deal with that pressure, yeah. but but yeah, well, I think they will they will shade this one as well. Yeah, Rakeni, of course, are, are, are strong. You can't rule out any team that has a Donald Kyogen or has a Caleb Halligan or has a Keith Curtis or a Brian Mead. You know, you can't rule out any team that has these players. But this will be Dunshotton's biggest test. But I think it's one that they will pass and yeah. uh, go on to the semi-finals. Then, um, the. Other quarterfinal is on Sunday at one o'clock in Ballinlock. Uh, again, when you talk about Kells, this is another one of the great venues outside of mm. the what's regarded as the main Ashburns, Partolchens, Nat or Trims. Ballinlock's a super venue and there's going to be a huge crowd Old huge Castle crowd. against Dunderry yeah, at one o'clock on Sunday. They've done a lot of work there in recent years. And that's one of the great things this week, year's championships, I think, Virgo, was that the grounds that haven't been used before much have been have been utilised, like Rathmill Line. At Clonard have had a good few Clenard, games. And, and then uh, Blackhall Gales home ground up there. Yeah, Kilclune, Kilclune, yeah, Kilclune. yeah. So, yeah, great so, to get out to these to these other venues. Um, so, a big day for Ballinlock. Yeah, but uh, an even bigger day for Old Castle and Dunderry. Um, Dunderry were probably stunned a little bit um, in their group campaign they lost out to Nobber in that first game and it was a major shocker you know not too many saw that coming but they rallied well and recovered well and Oldcastle who were beaten in the final last year by Trim um, will be hoping to, to get back to that stage this is another tight one Jimmy yeah it's a, yeah, this is an interesting one Dunderry will, will be difficult yeah I, I think Dunderry will win this one I know Oldcastle are a very strong team but I don't know how you feel about that yeah I won't we'll go against you on that, that one, one Jimmy yeah, again toss the coin but I'm not going to argue with your knowledge on this well. one. Uh, we'll have a quick mention of the intermediate relegation playoffs as well. Um, relegation is a little bit more cutthroat in the intermediate with three teams been relegated. So we've got two relegation playoffs. One on Saturday at five o'clock. Planagale against Kilmainham in Bormean. Loser relegated to the junior. 
uh, a winner goes through to another relegation playoff. Um, and on Sunday at 12 o'clock, we have Drumbar against St. Vincent's. Um, Invective, loser, relegated to the junior. And the winner, so the two winners of the two relegation playoffs will then play each other again. Or, sorry, will then play each other with the loser of that game. Relegated. relegated. Yeah, so yeah. of the four teams, only one survives. Uh, Clannagale against Kilmainham. Uh, it's, it's tough on both sides. Kilmainham, again, a bit like when we talk about Rakeney, any team with players like Don Keogan, Key, Curtis, Kayla Callaghan, any team with Mickey Newman in there yeah, attacking. Yeah. You have to fancy Kilmainham uh, will have a big chance in that game against Clannagale, even though... Clannagale, a very young, young, talented young team. Um, you know, um, they've got Eamon O'Donoghue and a couple of young players like that are very, good, you know, and... Um, I think I think they will they will they will certainly push, but uh, yeah, you give you give it to Kilmainham. I think you know to just edge it. They've got a lot of experience there as well. Yeah, you but it, it has been disappointing. You know, they have a thirty one mi- minus thirty one scoring difference, four defeats from four. You know, the f- bet by Blackhall Gales four ten to one twelve. Blackhall had only scored a point in the previous round. You would have thought Kilmainham could have maybe sneaked one there. Um, well beaten in the first round of the championship by Bechtif. They were beaten well beaten by ten. Points by Dunshockland, uh, which you might have expected, but you know, well beaten as well by uh, I think it was seven points by St. Pat's, and it's just been a tough campaign for Kilmainham. Um, I know Clan of Gale were talking about as well, they had one win, they didn't manage to pick up two points, but uh, their loss to, to Beliver. Um, means that they're in this relegation situation Clan uh, Gale did pick up I know they were hammered by Delete Bellies in the first round well bet by Beliver uh, but then they did pick up that win over Mead Hill which when you think Mead Hill beat Delete Bellies and you think God you know this really is a coin toss and could go either way yeah um, I know I'll go for Kilmainham just about yeah but, uh, but, uh, and so will I actually I will I'll go with them as well Um just again just tossing a coin and, and that's how it is in the junior football championship as well we have a few games coming up on Saturday uh, we'll definitely fly through these because we're coming up on 55 minutes now Um Carneros v Minalti on Saturday at 5 o'clock in Kilmainham Wood um, been a difficult enough year for Carneros um, just looking at that I thought that was actually a relegation yeah I think that that's a relegation playoff even though it's down as a, a knockout stage uh, I think in the sorry in the junior football championship Sidon played Kilbride and Moyla played Dunsany and that's to get through to semi-finals uh, where Castletown are already there as are can't think off the top of my head who are the other team through Sidon. today Sidon and Bannock yeah Bannock. so Sidon and Bannock are sorry Castletown and Bannock are already in the semi-finals so it's Sidon, Sidon v Kilbride and Moyla v Dunsany to see who gets through Kilbride started off the year well won their league um, and were plenty of high hopes but I think you have to fancy Sidon for that one o'clock throw in on Sunday in Waterstown Sidon yes I would go with that Fergal yes uh, you have to I mean, you're such a strong yeah like they were playing senior football paper. not so long ago yeah, you know, well, playing yeah. A-League Division 1 not so long ago you yeah know, and, and you had were, a tremendous run in the A-League I know they, they, well they lost every game in the A-League when uh, they were in it but they were no, playing no no sorry this year is in the league this year in the right, league yeah. campaign this year yeah yeah. Um, they had a good run and didn't they you know so um, but, but then the, at 5 o'clock that evening Sunday evening it's in Kilmainham it's Moyla v Dunsany 
Um, Mile is a remarkable story considering at the beginning of the year it was felt that they might have to merge with somebody else to, to maintain playing football that was, a few of the players might have yeah. to go to Oldcastle there was or, talk of merging yeah. with St Bridges but yeah. that was that was never happened and I don't think it will happen in the immediate future no, and now they're in a quarter final and Dunsany Jesus I don't know poor Dunsany <laughs> you know, they're there every year if you if if we could just hand them a title you'd love to be able to do it because they've been there so often and knocked on that door but suffered so many knockbacks and disappointments yeah but the, 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 the thinking was that because of recent years that they missed out that they hadn't a chance this year yeah. because of you know if you've Stitton coming down Castle down Bannon all coming down uh, but they're still there yeah you know yeah. and let's hope that I, I'd love to see them winning as well yeah yeah, yeah. Be, so I'll uh, go for them in this I one. I think I'll go for them in that one as well. So, look at then you have you have the um, the relegation issue, which is the same format as the intermediate. So you've Carnarossi, Minotti, in Kilmainham Wood at uh, five o'clock on Saturday. Remarkable to think Carnarossi are in the junior semi final last year, and they are now in uh, relegation playoff, one game away from relegation. And St Ultans against Boards Mill. Everything that could go wrong for Boards Mill this year has gone wrong for them. Mm. St. Dalton's of Keane McBride back from Australia. Uh, I'm not sure if uh, if they will have everybody else available, but you'd imagine St. Dalton's will be too strong for Boards Mill. Um, and you would say maybe Karen Ross might be too strong for Minotti again. Not a hundred percent confident on that one, so Minolti boards mill to go down, and then it'll be between St Dalton's and Carnaross, which we'll discuss on another day, Jimmy. But yeah, it's a it's a, a hectic weekend. Um, plenty of football this this weekend. Then the following weekend, attention turns to the hurling semi-finals. So we're really getting down to the nitty gritty end of the of the year in terms of club championship. The business um, end, I think. Yeah, and it's been good. It's been good football and hurling championships this year. I've been really impressed by the standard of a lot of it compared to other years. Um, not not last year. Last year was decent as well. Yeah, it was. But um, the spit you know, season, it, over the last has, 10 years, there's been helped. some poor dis- poor championships. But uh, the last couple of years have been really good. And this year has been right up there with some of the best. As I said, spit season has helped. Fred, spit so season, I think it is helping. Uh, I think players are, are enjoying it. Um, they know, they've known... <laughs> pretty much and, and fair play to the yeah, CCC with the, with the master the planner coming out that for the for the elite players in the clubs I've yeah. always known there's a bit of a fire brigade flying down the street there that might be picked up but um yeah players have known right well our championship is starting on this date it's going to end on this date and these are the days that we're playing our games mm-hmm. and uh, it's been very clear uh, early on in the year it was fetch cups and leagues no need to have the county players available for them and then everybody once the county season is over you go back to your club and not this yeah. well, not this break in April where the players can go back and play two rounds of club championship and then you mightn't have anything for four or five months yeah, yeah, that was, uh, you know so I think it's much better and but, it's great to have the player, the county players training with their with their colleagues because yeah. it, it helps them to reach another level as well it does absolutely but it's the players probably we might uh, might have a chat with a, a player or two uh, a club player and an inter-county player and get their view 
on it over the next couple of weeks just to see what they think um, see if it suits them so it's a busy newspaper again this busy week um, just a, a, in a column I did we reflect back on the tragic passing of Jack de Bromhead and we must pass on our condolences to, to Henry and Heather uh, de Bromhead an awful tragedy to lose to lose their child in a, in a horse racing accident doing something he absolutely loves um, so I, I had a feature looking back on a couple of local tragedies local jockeys um, Muff Conlon and uh, Michael Thielen who are lads on their way to the very top of the of the horse racing game and lives tragically ended um, by falls in, in races uh, I look back on, on those two men uh, we also talking about racing we have a couple of page spread on Laytown races last Thursday successful outings for local trainers and um, we also have uh, a feature on the launch of Bernard O'Burn's book on the history of Appoy, GA in Appoy, which is very interesting and uh, looks like it's a great read. So we've got pictures from the launch of that and, of course, all the coverage from all the hurling quarterfinals at the weekend. So the, just make sure to get out there, pick up your Me Chronicle, buy a local newspaper. It's a, it, it really is a, a valuable a commodity in our local community and it's something we want to encourage people to do if they can. Just go out and buy your local Me Chronicle and uh, you know support the industry support your local that's where you'll get your your reports and, and updates on local GA but Jimmy uh, I think that's plenty discussed we're coming up on the hour that should keep uh, people happy enough so I've been Fergal Lynch on Talk A Good Game and uh, thanks a million for joining us Jimmy Say hi.